This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. Let's talk about those markets. How are they doing this morning? Today we are seeing green on our screens. We've got the TSX up about 267 points right now, up just shy of 2%. The S&P 500 up 56 points at 2,792. The Dow up 435 points. Uh, So things are looking pretty good out there. Crude oil is up 26% today. Of course, this goes uh, after a few days of quite bad returns for for the oil sector in general. So take that with a grain of salt, uh, which we will discuss uh, the oil sector in uh, in this segment here. Okay, yeah, that is coming up. I guess normally at this time of year, Lori, we'd be talking about what they call earnings season, right? Yeah, exactly. Earnings have, have, have started and over 10% of companies have reported uh, and most of those, over 60%, have beat expectations as analysts were likely maybe too bearish um, after the sharp decline in March. But of course, um, you know, our view is, is there's, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. Um, the worst is probably yet to come in terms of earnings uh, next quarter because um, this quarter is taking into account closures just at the tail end. Right. So we really don't know how it's all going to turn out. Um, you know, um, analysts are calling for a 26% decline in earnings for the second quarter. Uh, but these declines should slow down um, within the rest of the year, uh, assuming that things are going to start opening up, which we've started to see in some states uh, as well as some countries around the world. So, so again, you know, I think that even with the markets in general, we've probably put in that low back in March when there was just so much uncertainty at that time. Um, and when, when markets get that ugly, usually, um, you know, we've seen some sort of a bottom. It doesn't mean that we're not going to experience more volatility going forward. Uh, we're still going to get bad economic data. Um, and in terms of corporate earnings, uh, they're still going to be uh, very patchy throughout the rest of the year. And that's why we're going to talk about it's really important uh, to choose your sectors and your companies well uh, in 2020 here to ensure that your portfolio gets back on track or remains on track. Right. So you're saying, like, don't necessarily pay attention to these earnings. It's the next set that are going to be more important. Exactly. And you got to be looking at some of the companies you own, because even with earnings coming out, uh, there's some companies that are benefiting from what's what's happened. Um, and some of the earnings we've seen, Procter & Gamble, uh, earnings and sales are up 10%. They raised their dividend. Netflix, 16 million new subscribers. Yeah versus $8 million expected. Uh, negative, though, earnings, the U.S. banks. Morgan Stanley uh, seeing a massive drop in profits and some of the other banks as well. So, again, you got to pick your areas wisely uh, in order to be successful in this type of market. Right. I mean, some companies are still having, as you pointed out, like a, a good earnings season. Amazon must be another one. Well, exactly. Amazon is a stock we hold uh, for that reason. And you think about how many people have now um, made the switch to buying things online. A huge market actually opened up for them. You know, I think about yeah. my parents. I'm sure they're going to be ordering things on Amazon now, you know, uh, where they didn't before. And a lot of our clients as well, because they've been forced to learn how to use um, something like Amazon 
and uh, it's not much more efficient if you don't even need to go to the store to buy certain things. So, so they definitely will benefit uh, along with other, you know, companies probably like Clorox is another one. You know, I think, you know, the world has changed in terms of how um, we're going to take care of ourselves, our businesses, and all those sorts of things. And we're just going to be cleaner people after this, I'm sure. Oh, it sure sounds like it. All right, let's talk about the bottom of the markets. We've kind of talked about that a lot over the last few weeks. But when it comes to oil prices, this week we saw something completely different. I'm not sure we ever knew there was that kind of a bottom. No, you you would not uh, generally think that oil could uh, cross into negative territory. Um, And this has to do with speculators using leverage and buying futures, oil contracts, and they were forced to sell their positions as prices went down, which pushed the price beyond zero. Uh, as leverage can create greater losses than was ever thought possible. And the decline really has occurred um, due to concerns that storage is running out, mm-hmm. uh, as demand has obviously dropped significantly due to the economic shutdown. So simply put, um, you know, we had supply issues as Saudi Arabia flooded the market while demand fell off a cliff. Um, once North America shut down. So, you know, we're already seeing uh, U.S. Um, motor gasoline consumption decrease 50% as well. So so what does that mean? Uh, obviously very negative for the energy sector in general, uh, for oil stocks, and uh, and people need to be somewhat careful here. I mean, it, it looks exciting when oil is up 25% today, but remember where it's come from. Yeah. It's down 75% year to date. And so that obviously is negative for Canada, um, negative for our dollar as well, um, and for people that have a high weighting to energy stocks as well. Um, A lot of people had owned energy and the idea that they, you know, some of these companies pay good dividends and so on. Now you have to, of course, be careful even if that dividend is safe going forward. Right. Uh, What does it say, though, for us about the pump, like uh, affecting us at the pump? It looks like prices are all over the place. They are all over the place, and uh, oil prices at the pump tend not to follow exactly what's going on with the price of oil. Um, you know, currently we're seeing oil down at 80, 88 cents a, a liter, I guess, at the pump, and, you know, it's different all over the place, as, as you've taken note. Um, it takes about six weeks for oil prices to be reflected in gasoline prices, so don't be surprised to see that these don't head lower you know, today, tomorrow, but look for it in the coming month. But again, you know, there is talk that over the coming months, as things start to reopen, that oil demand should increase, you know, whether OPEC, uh, you know, comes up one day and decides to cut oil production uh, further, which would obviously help stabilize the price of oil. But at this point, you need to be Mm -hmm. careful uh, within the energy sector in terms of your portfolio, uh, but, of course, there are benefits to all of us by having cheaper gas at the pump. But uh, most of us can't go anywhere right now, so That's it's not right. that helpful. So exactly. once things do open up, uh, we will uh, definitely take note and we will notice those lower prices at the pump. Right. And you mentioned, like, the energy sector of our portfolio. Let's talk about sector allocation. Is it good to have a mix of all of those things? Uh, Sometimes, sometimes not. You know, I'm of the belief as an active portfolio manager that you don't have to have exposure to every sector all the time. Um, A lot of financial advisors may think it's important to have exposure to the index. So that means that you would have a certain percentage in energy and financials and, and certain other areas. 
I strongly believe in this type of situation that we're in right now uh, that you have to pick your sectors wisely. Um, if you look at year-to-date right now, technology is down kind of on average 6%, where you have financials down 30%, you have energy down 45%. Um, so again, you want to be in those right areas and avoid the areas that aren't working for you. And the banks, you know, it's, it's something that Canadians love to own. Um, Canadian banks are, you know, usually have safe dividends. They made it out uh, okay from the financial credit crisis. But again, when you're taking a look at the situation that we're, we're in right now, uh, to me, there's a lot of risk in Canadian banks. And so we choose not to own them at this point. We sold them close to the high. Um, a little bit later, we sold U.S. banks. And if you look at U.S. bank earnings, uh, you know, they're down significantly. Profits are way down. So Canada is going to be following suit when their earnings come out as well. And in Canada, to me, we just have that much more risk because Canadians are so much more indebted. Um, you know, we've talked about Canada and Canadians having, you know, a 170% debt, which is, you know, $1.70 for every dollar they make. That's a, that's a big issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Canadian banks have a lot of exposure to energy companies, of course, as well. So how do you figure out then, or do you, let, do you leave that, I guess, to your manager, your money manager, to figure out which sector was right for you? Yeah, which sector is right for right now. I think everybody, no matter your age, um, uh, you know, your risk tolerance definitely has to be taken into account always. Uh, but you want to be in the right sectors. You know, you don't want to just hold on to certain areas just because they've come down a lot. You want to be with a, the strongest horse that's going to make you back uh, any losses that you've incurred during the sell-off. And lately what we've seen is that people who have been calling us are people who have either been managing their own money and didn't maybe know what to invest in and have a lot of financials, have a lot of energy, and a lot of Canadian stocks. Well, they've been hurt already, but I would say it possibly could get worse for them. And so it's really important to make sure that you're working with someone who's on top of the markets all the time. This isn't a part-time job. This is an Uber job right now to manage these markets, and I don't think that's going to be changing this year. So, And the other uh, types of people that we've come in contact with lately are ones that are with financial advisors who right. make changes very rarely. They have that buy-and-hold approach. They tell you, don't worry, their banks are going to come back. Energy stocks, don't worry, you're down you know, a bunch on them. It will come back. And my response to that is, again, what are you paying somebody for? You're paying someone to make decisions for you, for your portfolio, to best structure it, to get you through this period, yeah. uh, and then also get you out as fast as you can on the other side when we get out of this pandemic. So it's really important that people are, are making changes to their portfolios, in my opinion, and again, talk to your own financial advisor or give someone a call, but basically you need to make sure that your portfolio is set up for the new environment that we're going to be in once we get through this pandemic. Good advice. Thanks for that, Lori. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President, Senior Portfolio Manager at Raymond James. You can contact her team directly, 604-915-LORI, or visit their website at pinkowski.ca.